The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Happy coronavirus, everyone. We're all quarantined. <laughs> We're stuck at home. There's no baseball. So on George's box, I said, hey, I'm going to tweet out a link. Fill out this form if you want to come on. I, essentially, it's kind of George's box. I, I don't know what it is. I'm calling it something Yankees because we all want to talk something Yankees. Everyone's just tweeting. We, we, we want baseball. Uh, everyone's playing the show. Some of us stink at it. I actually, in a little bit after recording this, have to play in a the show tournament, and I am awful. So... Uh, the first person who filled this out is uh, Steven. I don't know if you uh, want me to say your last name or not. Uh, Whatever, well, Steven. I don't care. Steve, yeah, do you Steven, mind? yeah. Do you mind Steven or Steve? Or uh, I'm, I was Steve until I was about 30, and then my wife changed it to Steven. So, uh, <laughs> They'll do that. They'll do that to you. I got a buddy, well, so... I had a buddy who got married, and his wife made him sell his Vespa. You know, they cut your balls off one uh, way or another. They do. <laughs> they certainly do. Uh, they made, she made me move to Houston, so I'm not in. Uh, I'm in enemy territory these Jesus days. So right. So yeah, yeah. Steven, so you listen to George's box? I, I do. Yeah, I do. Yes. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, and I. So I just thought I. You know, everyone kind of. We want content. You know, we right. there's so much. We are at this like information age of there's so much content out there. It's kind of one of the things I think will be funny about mine and Nick's dynamic is there is no. Nothing that makes him happy besides baseball, <laughs> essentially, and going out, like the two things he can't do. Whereas like, I'm like, all right, I got to watch this Tiger show on Netflix, like as soon as I get, you know, my day yeah. is done. So I figured, let's just mix up with people. I get tweets from people who say, like, hey, I want to come on the show, or especially if I meet people at, like, Billy's and they're drunk. They're like, when are you going to yeah. have me yeah. on? And I'm like, I don't even know your name. Um, <laughs> and then I think there were people like you, like you mentioned, you did a podcast at one point and it was small and it's tough to like grow and get exposure and even to stick with it as life comes. So I'm sure there are plenty of people like you who are out there who have something to, that they want to talk about. And I'm down to shoot the shit with anybody, especially on a Saturday morning, uh, when frankly, I'm a little high. So, uh, Perfect. so what's going on, Steve? Thank you. First of all, thank you for being the first guest um, on whatever the hell this thing is. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're Steve, and you live yeah. in Houston. Yeah, I live in Houston now. Grew up in Jersey. Um, moved to Houston. Where in, in Jersey? Old, uh, Bergen County, uh, Saddlebrook. If you're from, I don't know where yeah. you guys are. 
I don't. Um, I really don't know Jersey at all. I'm just big into uh-huh. the the debate of like North Jersey, South Jersey. Does Central Jersey exist? Yeah, North, North Jersey is really only New Jersey. Um, the rest is uh, outside Philadelphia. Um, but uh, North Jersey, right across the bridge. Um, grew up there till I was about 29. My wife made me move here in '09. Literally saw the first weekend at the new stadium. Saw a couple games at City Field and then moved. Uh, so the whole World Series run in 09, I'm here in Houston. It was awful. I mean, it was great, but I mean, it was awful. So now I'm here having to deal with these fake Astros fans because they are fake. They 90% of them became fans in 2015, 14, whatever that was. Um, so I watch all the games on MLB, the TV or on direct TV. Um, Listen to the different podcasts, your guys' pod, um, the short porch, all that stuff. So um, that's where I get my Yankees content. Um, now, I'm, how often I'm, do you make it back? Like, do you get to games like every couple of years or? Yeah, so I get to a game at the stadium uh, once a year on average. I think this year we missed. Um, they got rained out. Actually, I was home in June. They got rained out. I was supposed to go actually against the Mets. Um, because I have an eight-year-old son, which we talked about before, um, he's been brainwashed from day one. His room, if I could show you, has all the not all the retired numbers, but a bunch of the retired numbers plus numbers. And we'll get to this in my favorite players' numbers as well. Had them made. Um, has the freeze on the top of his wall. Um, has a painting. Has a canvas of the old stadium. Um, this is not something I there's I didn't want to subject him to being an Astros fan. So I like it, it, man. You gotta like you to a certain extent. It's like it's kind of weird to say in like the times where the world is. You gotta protect what's yours. Like, you do, that, you know. It's very you know, Texas. It, you kind of Texas him with New actually, York stuff. It kind of is, but it's funny because he's boy. He was born here. Um, when we came back in June, uh, actually not in June, we came back in January as well. Uh, we we were in the city and we were having pizza with some friends of my wife who are from Texas. We all went up there together, and he was acting very Jersey, so to speak. And their friends are like, "It doesn't matter. He was born in Texas, and he wears a cowboy hat at times, and he acts very Texan at times." But like, wait, wait, he's got a Jer- cowboy hat? Do you mean like the Dallas Cowboys or like a cowboy hat? No, no, like a Stetson, like a cowboy. Nice. Was, I'm a, it's a look. It's a look, and if dude, you can pull it off, do it. It's a look. So he's got, and we'll get to that again. So his favorite player, as we'll get to our favorite, is Judge, right? Obviously. You know, Aaron Judge is his favorite player. He plays select travel baseball. He wears number 99, you know, um, and he's got a big dangling chain that has a 99 on it, right? So he'll walk around in his underwear, that dangling 99 chain, and a Stetson in the house. It's just ridiculous. Um. But, yeah, but we got to protect what's yours. I told my wife my my child will not root for the Astros or certainly not the Cowboys, um, although most people here are Texans fans. But um, I'm a Giants fan, so we're it, it's getting tough to keep him as a Giants fan these days. But um, the Yankees, he's brainwashed. We had, my neighbor brought us something yesterday with an Astros t- wearing an Astros T-shirt. My son was like, get off my property with that shirt. I love uh, it's, fanta- it's fantastic, dude. So now that we have a little background, yeah, you wanted to talk about favorite Yankees at each position. Yeah, as we mentioned uh, the other uh, earlier when we were just chatting to get to know each other, uh, I saw a guy on Twitter the other day post again, just like you said, we're all looking for content. Twitter baseball guys looking for content. 
he posted, just post your favorite player at each position. He had a little lineup. Um, and I started to fill it out and I was going to respond. And as I'm, it was all Yankees. I mean, I was like, I can't, this doesn't make sense. I mean, they had all, I mean, they're sports writers. They're seeing everyone all the time. When we were growing up, or at least when I was growing up, you could only see your local team. So I didn't get to see all these guys all the time. So yeah. for me to fall in love with a guy on the Cardinals or the Pirates, this wasn't going to happen. I did happen to fall in love with Barry Bonds. Um, and that's because when the Pirates did make the playoffs uh, against the Braves, I, I just I love Bond. I love when I got to watch him in the playoffs. I just fell in love with him. Obviously, everything that happened after. But I was a defender for a long time. Um, those were when I went to Shea, being a Yankee fan. But I would go to Shea when when the Giants would come to town when he was on the Giants, um, just to watch just to watch Bonds. Yeah, um, I mean, it sounds like you just want to catch a game. You, I've got yeah. Shea. You know, you gotta go to Shea. Yeah. You want to see some baseball. You get an offer as a kid or a young adult to just go to a game for free. You take. Yeah. It. And I, and I had buddies who were Mets fans. I mean, my age again. Like I said, I'm almost forty. So like, in '86 and '88, when the Mets were the Mets were the town. They were they were the head, you know top of the town. Um, so a lot of fans, uh, guys my age, are Mets fans, which is a shame. Uh, they sold their soul for two years, pretty much. But uh, <laughs> but so I used to go to Shea a lot. Um, but anyway, I figured that would be a good topic for this. I love it. Uh, so, and it's it's in your lifetime, so like you can't just be like, oh yeah, love Dimaggio, love Mantle, love Ruth. I mean, who doesn't, right? So um, well, it's like it's like you kind of love a concept because we all get so triggered by so much stuff. Like so many of them were, you know, not necessarily the best people in life. But right. um, so yeah, so that's exactly what we want to do. We're gonna we'll go through and we'll we'll talk about who our favorites are at each position. So let's just let's start let's start behind the plate. Who's your favorite catcher uh, of all time? I mean, uh, so for, oh, my for, life, for yeah, and yeah. again, it's like when I did the Mount Rushmore thing. It's that like yeah. you've seen because yeah. the, the layups are there. The layups are obviously there. Yeah, you know, it's be easy to say Yogi Berra, right? Um, or Thurman Munson, which was my dad's favorite. Um, I, so I looked. I thought about this uh, the last couple of days. It's got to be Posada. Um, he obviously was the championship team. He was one of the best hitting catchers probably actually of all time. Uh, definitely top 10 hitting catchers probably of baseball of all time. You know, I wanted to go Don Slot, you know, Matt Noakes, something like that. But it, it all comes back to Georgie, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I got to agree with you there because they're like Girardi was a good catcher for the Yankees. Yeah. And, um, you know, Jim Layritz before. He oh, did, like, Layritz, of course. Yeah. Um, but did, didn't he get like a DUI and kill someone? I was gonna say yeah before yeah, he had to uh, blow and blow into a breathalyzer before he you know started a car. But yeah, and it's also <laughs> one of those things where he Posada was just around for so long of he like was. of our lifetime. You know, yep. like very like early. I remember Mike Stanley. But Mike Stanley. Actually, well, today the '95 Game Five of the '95 uh, DS was on today. I was watching. Watching that, people keep yeah. telling me about it. Like, why? What are you doing? Why would you watch well, I, that? That hurts. I I shut it off in the seventh today, and I, I shut it off. My, and my son's like, "Who wins this game?" I'm like, uh, "Not not the right people," <laughs> you know. So, but he there was actually a close play, and he's like, "Why aren't they reviewing that?" And I was like, "Dude, baseball was a lot different in '95." Yeah, um, they didn't have so, a review in the kingdom. Yeah, so. But Mike Stanley's the catcher, and I was like, and Larry's is the backup. I mean, Larry's was there for a long time too. You forget about that; he was the catcher for a while. But nah, it's got to be Georgie. I mean, just the the vision of him standing on second in '03, you know, just having his fist clenched, screaming after that big double against uh, Pedro is. I mean, that that's I think, all. You 
on on the field accomplishments, obviously, I think also um, he just he played a role in Jeter's life. Yeah, and like you know, he played a role in Jeter's yeah. life. He helped, you know, he he was a part of that like group, those guys that came up together. That like you know, he's a key cog in the machine. Uh, absolutely, I mean, he's core four. He's that's a layup in my opinion. But yeah, yeah. who do you uh, who do you got at first base? Um, Don Man- Don Manning was my idol as a child. Um, he's my favorite. It's him or one other guy, which we'll get to, as my favorite Yankee of my lifetime, period. Um, so Don Manley, I mean, again, on the field accomplishments, he was a captain of the team. Um, just as a child, for me, I mean, there's – I wore 23 and uh, when I played baseball as a kid. Um, so I mean, and you're and everything. 39 yeah. turning 40 this year? Yeah, 40. Yeah. Okay, so I just turned 35. Okay. So there's like a fi- you know, five-year difference essentially between yeah. us. I don't give a shit about Don Mattingly. I you know it all the time. This, I don't give I've a shit. I've heard this from people. I've heard this from people, and it, it hurts. It, it hurts. And, yeah, that five years actually it makes a huge difference. <clears throat> so, like, you know, 95, he's the starting first baseman, and Tino is starting for the Mariners, right, in that game. And, uh, you know, they show Manley's stats, and I'm ta- I've talked to my son, Manley's amazing, he's great. And they show his stats from that year, and he hit like 280 with like seven home runs, you know. Yeah. And he's like, this guy was your favorite player? I'm like, Anthony, like, when I was a kid, he hit 330 with 30 home runs. It was a big difference. Uh, so, yeah, I get that. It just hurts when I hear that. I mean, I'm it, a, I guess, you know, it, it's partially like 95, I'm 10 years old. Yeah, so no, it's like he's an old 100%. man at the end of it. So yeah. like for me, it's Tino. Because, yeah, sure. Uh, one, he won the World Series, right? A number of times for us, and um, he just he had a smooth swing. It was like yep. you know he was humble. Um, I remember like we signed him, and he had like his first kid the same day. Like that was yeah. a thing on the back page of the paper, and I was just like, "This is so cool." For some reason, that stuck with me. It's like weird things like that. He went and he won a home run derby at a time when, like, I really gave a shit about home run derbies. Sure. So for me, it's uh, it's Tino. And he bought Mattingly's house. So when Mattingly retired, he moved. He actually bought Mattingly's house. Um, he was the perfect. I'll say this: he was the perfect replacement for Mattingly. Humble guy. Excellent glove, just like I mean, Manley is one of the best defensive first baseman ever. Excellent glove, clutch hitter. Uh, he was he was the perfect replacement for Manley. So I don't get mad at people for Tino. Like if you told me, you know, Mark Teixeira, we would have we would have had a problem, um, or Steve Balboni or something like that, we would have had an issue. But yeah. I'm good. I'm good with Tino. I'm good with Tino. yeah, no, no. But I'm a Manley guy. It'll always be Manley for me. Who's your second baseman? So this one, the Yankees actually, if you think about it, since the 80s, haven't really had a lot of great second basemen. I mean, you had Randolph, but he was at the end of his career when I was a little child, so to speak, when I started watching. So actually, no one really like jumped out at me at this position, but it's got to be – so when I thought about it, it's Cano. I mean, Cano was – he had a great run with the Yankees uh, offensively. Um, I mean, I wasn't going to take Pat Kelly – yeah, it wasn't gonna be. My first glove was a Pat Kelly glove. Oh yeah, it was like they when they, when they gave away like gloves at the stadium. It was a Pat yeah. Kelly glove, and that's what oh. I used for like 
T-ball, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pacquiao is great. Tony Fernandez, R.I.P. You know, it's not going to be him. You know, so Luis Soho, it's not him. You know, so that's my guy. That's mine. Mine's so, Luis Soho. Oh, I love okay, Luis Soho. Well, okay, I love yeah. Luis Soho because I just always found Cano to be lazy. Um, yeah. And I just like I just don't love him. I don't lo- love that he left the way he left. But I always enjoyed uh, Luis Soho just because I feel like Luis Soho bats if it's the seventh inning or later with like a guy on second base, he bats nine hundred. It's yeah, always a yeah, double yeah, that. like that. You know, coming off the bench like no problem. Um, and then he won four World Series with the Yankees. He got okay. 96, 98, 99. Then he signed with the Pirates in 2000, got traded back to the Yankees, yeah. won another World Series. His, he tripped over his own feet in that uh, against the Mets in that one game when he was fielding the ground. Yeah. I always remember that. But yeah, yeah I, Soho's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. But. And then was out of baseball for 2002, managed in the minor leagues. In 2003, played an old-timers day, and then played three <laughs> games later in the season. Only only person to ever play in an old timers day and then be an active major leaguer. Wow, I didn't know that. All right, well you're, you're making me think we think it, but I, I'm still going to know. I I don't like the way you laughed. I think you're right there. Uh, but who's not going to take that money? Yeah. But um, but Soho's Soho's a fan. Soho's good. I'll give you that. I didn't, I didn't realize all those numbers about Soho. I'll say that. Yeah. So shortstop, <laughs> I'm assuming. Derek Jeter. Andy Stankiewicz? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. it's Derek Jeter. So. We'll just blow, Jeter's the best. We could blow, we could blow through Jeter. We can blow through yeah. this. I, I mentioned, you know, Manly being one of my two favorite Yankees of my lifetime. Jeter's obviously the other. Um, they, we don't even need to talk about yeah. this. I mean, his on the field and his off the field exploits put him in the, uh, you know, top of the list anyway. Who's your third baseman? So this is where there's – I've had an argument with a buddy of mine. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday after you emailed me. Um, this is tough for me. This is another one where I – no one really jumps out. I mean, Mike Pagliarulo maybe? No. Um, I think – it's for me, it's, it's, it's A-Rod actually. For all the nonsense, um, I actually – I didn't like him when he first came to the Yankees. I mean, he – I went to, I think it was his second home opener as a Yankee. It was whatever the one Carl Pavano started. Um, we were right down at third baseline. He dropped. He was terrible at pop-ups at third base when he started, if you remember. I mean, he could not catch a pop-up. Yeah. He couldn't, couldn't judge one to save his life. And he, one went over his head in foul territory, thank God. And then, but later in the game, he had like a home run. And I hated A-Rod when he started. But I just grew. That was a, the end of his life as a Yankee. I mean, 09 is probably when it turned around for me. He had an amazing playoffs. Um, Cameron Diaz, I think, had a major part in that. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Oh, that's the Rona. <laughs> yeah, no, it's – it's. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, A-Rod had such an up-and-down career, and I look at his relationship with J-Lo now, and I just think, like, if you just di- started dating her and, like, <clears throat> whenever you left your wife, whenever it was you left your wife – you just started dating J-Lo. The whole narrative on his career is different. Yeah, I mean, he he turned things around. Brocious was another one for me, I thought, of going Scott Brocious, just because <clears throat> he was an average player at best before he came to the Yankees. And then all of a sudden... He just, like, he pieced it together. He found he that... He pieced it together. He's Mr. Clutch. <clears throat> he made a comment when he left the Yankees. 
I think he played for the Brewers briefly, how putting on another uniform just didn't feel right. Um, And that kind of stuff I like, but A-Rod also became Mr. Yankee at the end. I mean, he still talks about it. Well, I think there's there's a certain, like, uh, business decision there. Oh, that's a huge business decision, and I get that. But I liked him. I don't know what it was. I just – I came to be – a defender of his, and I don't know why, so I'm not giving any other reasons other than the fact that I just ended up liking him. And I I love that, like, he used, I mean, he used steroids and just didn't care. He's like, whatever, and just lied about it. I mean, just lied like a clown. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know why I like that, but I just was like, whatever. If you're going to go with it, just go with it. So I love <laughs> A-Rod. Um, A-Rod's one of my favorite Yankees. Uh, he put his, he put poison in his body to win me a championship. Sorry, nothing <laughs> but respect for that. Um, another one, so it's like tough to go him just to have the conversation. Uh, right up there for me is Wade Boggs. He rode so a, Boggs, he won a championship. He drank a lot of beers and then yeah. he rode a horse. Good for you. Uh, he did. Boggs was on my list too. So Boggs, first of all, he leaves the Red Sox. So anytime you leave the Red Sox to come to the Yankees, that's a plus for me in a sense, except for um, I saw someone uh, post a picture of uh, Euclid the other day. That's a completely separate yeah. issue. But Boggs, you're talking about a Hall of Famer leaving the Red Sox, coming to the Yankees. Um, just like you said, winning the championship, riding the horse. Plus, he had a huge walk in the 96 World Series against Wolders before. I think it was before Larry hit the home run. Uh, yeah, he's a great Yankee, I mean, for a few years. I, I, I don't yeah, have a problem with It's A-Rod. I just think yeah. Boggs is... So I took a piss next to him at a Monday Night Nitro. Oh, like, yeah? Yeah, in like 97. Whenever he – yeah, he was with the race. He was the race, yeah. Yeah, I took a um, – I went to the bathroom. I went to Monday Night Nitro in Florida. He, <laughs> They announced like the celebrities that are there before it starts. I went to go take a piss. Wade Boggs is right next to me. I didn't ask to shake his hand because of the situation, but, you know, <laughs> it was an interesting experience. First uh, guy to ever hit a home run for his 3,000 hit. Yeah. So let's move yep. to the outfield. Who's your uh, okay. who's your left fielder? Uh, so if we're going, I was just originally doing three outfielders in general. Oh, if we can you do want three go, outfielders if you I want. Mean, I don't know. It's, it's, you do it. it's your topic. I'm just here to Yeah, I was going to do three, three outfielders in general because it does change we're doing by position. But first is O'Neal, Paul O'Neal, with, uh, the, with the Warrior. I mean – that guy, the catch he made in 96 um, <clears throat> against the Braves where he pretty much tore his hamstring in that game. And then just everything. In 97, actually, when they lose to the Indians, gutting out a double when he shouldn't have. I mean, it was just everything. Just was being that the man. Guy. Just being just, the man. Yeah. Mashing shit, always yeah. being angry, having huge forearms, having oh, veins yeah. popping out of his neck. He just looked like... <laughs> Now, you know, forget all the, like, stretching and all the shit guys do. He looked like he just spent his offseason chopping down trees. He did, and I'm chopping down water coolers. I mean, that guy uh, probably owes the Yankees thousands of dollars for water coolers. Um, and he's just – he's ridiculous as, a, as an on-air announcer these days. Just with the eating – Watching him progress has been, like, amazing. Like, when he first yeah, started no. doing it, he only did a handful of games, and I think it was – uh, I always joked that it was just because he was trying to just cover his greens fees for golf. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but really, it is like he was just learning. He's gotten so much better. So, yeah, I also have O'Neal in uh, in my three. So the next two are really tough because um, there's a lot of great – I mean, a lot of very good outfielders since I've been alive. And I've gone back and forth with this. Um, <clears throat> so Matsui's in there. 
uh, for me, uh, Hideki Matsui. And the reason I'm waiting for the last one is because I have a I have an issue. So Matsui's in there. Uh, huge guy came over with um, you know huge ex- you know expectations. Godzilla, the whole deal. Oh yeah. And I think that he really did um, live up to them. I mean, he didn't hit 50 home runs a year or anything like that, but he was an excellent defensive outfielder. Um, just like you said with earlier, I think you mentioned um, uh, Tino, humble. Uh, he fit the mold of what a Yankee should be. Right? Had, had a big box of porn. Oh, yeah, he did. He if anyone doesn't it. know that, just Google Hideki Matsui porn. No, That's a I, huge I porn collector. That off, but yeah, I had a big box of porn. Uh, big moments, the 09 World Series. Obviously, he's the MVP of the 09 World Series. Um, I just love Matsui. I really did. Um, whenever the Yankees get a big free agent, and he, he, you know, is one of those, um, I want him to do well. I tend to like them. He was a superstar. The Yankees are built on superstars, and he was. Even he was a Japanese superstar, but it came over. Um, so Matsui is definitely on my list. All right. Who's so, your third? So now my third one's a problem. So obviously – Bernie Williams is a huge part of the Yankees dynasty. Yep. But for whatever reason, out of all those guys, Jeter, Posada, who we've mentioned, um, <clears throat> Pettit, who we'll get to, I'm sure, um, Tino, I just never loved, loved Bernie Williams. Loved him as a player. I mean, obviously loved his abilities and his playing, but just wasn't – and my buddy gives me garbage for this crap all the time. Like, you hate Bernie, you hate Bernie. I'm like, I don't hate Bernie. He's his just mother, like he's the guy who just got left out in, like, everything. He did because he he was – he was very – he was introverted. He wasn't jeery. He wasn't – he didn't love the camera. He didn't love the spotlight. Listen, he's my favorite Grammy-winning Yankee for sure. <laughs> um, but I'm a – my fourth guy – my third guy is, is, is Dave Winfield. So we talked about Mattingly. My two guys when I was young in the 80s were Mattingly and Winfield. Um, I thought about putting Judge on this list, but he's too soon for me. Um, obviously, my son, I think I mentioned to you earlier, my son wears 99 with a big 99 chain. Um, he wears 99 in his baseball and all that. I love Judge. But Winfield, when I was a kid, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He was just, I mean, six foot five or six, whatever it is, running around. Did he get drafted you know, in, like, every sport, too? He did. He got drafted in all three major sports, football, baseball, and basketball. He played them all at the University of Minnesota. Um, I mean, he was great. I mean, and actually, he's part of the reason the Yankees won a dynasty because Steinbrenner got suspended for looking for dirt on him with gamblers. And that's when Gene Michael took over, revamped the organization, and they go to win a championship. So he's a big part of that. I thought about putting Roberto Kelly on this list because he's responsible for O'Neill coming to the Yankees, uh, you know. So he was important, but for me, it's it's Winfield, Matt, Matsui, and O'Neill. Those those are my three outfielders. So um, I'm, I'm going O'Neill. I'm going. I'm going Bernie Williams. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Dave Winfield's an interesting one because he was on the Yankees till the '90s. But if I'm being honest, like I was five, so like I don't. Yeah. I, I don't remember that, and like maybe he would have been. Um, and then, like, kind of as I look at first, there was just something about Matsui just like never really did it for me. Like he okay. played well, but it was just like never a guy I like really loved. Um, always respected him. I love that when he retired in 2012. It was maybe like 2014. He was still playing, but he was playing on like <laughs> Roosevelt Island. Yeah, he had, um, to hit le- he had to hit right-handed. Yeah, he had to <laughs> bat right-handed, and he was like, "I'll pay for the team if you let me pitch." Yeah, that that was cool. So I think I gotta go Gardner, and because I had approached it left, right, center, 
um, okay. when I when I was sure. planning it. So I mean, Gardner, he's just he's been there for so long. I think Gardner gets another championship this year. You know, you win two championships and you kind of bookend your career almost with them. Um, yeah. You know, I'll take it. So that's so, our infield. That's our outfield. So wait, wait real quick about Gardner. Yeah. Actually, before Judge came along, my son when he was like four, Gardner was actually his favorite guy. Was his guy. Um, so I'm, I I like Gardner. I just you know. It's tough. I mean, that's what makes these things fun. It's tough to do. It's like doing the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And then, so, uh, who do you got for pitcher? Or, like, so, how, how did you approach it? Like, I have, like, I have my pitcher. Oh, uh, okay. You have one pitcher. Okay, I have, like, three or four guys. Uh, if I have one pitcher, it's Pettit. Um, that's my <clears> guy. <throat> Pettit's mine. It, yeah, it's got, it's got to be. I mean, guy was a gamer, wanted the ball, the stare. Um, everything, and he's obviously one of the core guys, you know, the core four that's always talked about. And that's another thing. We talk about core four, and that's – we talk about Williams. Williams was left out of that. He was just as big as they were, but they lasted longer. He Well, uh, he also came up earlier than them. No, he did. He did. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the Pettit, Pettit's the guy. I mean, uh, postseason record, the stare, wanting the ball. He was He's the best. He actually lives uh, right over here uh, not too far from me. For me, like, I, I was a pitcher when I was a kid, and I was a lefty. So okay. it's just like, he comes along right at the time I'm getting into, like, you've got to figure out what you play in baseball. Oh, I'm a pitcher. Oh, he's a lefty. Oh, I can't wait till I can start trying pickoffs in, like, you know, three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, some other ones I did have um, as my favorites were Sabathia, actually. Um, the way he's he took on um, the leadership role with the team. Um, and even last year, cursing at the Rays uh, was absolutely fantastic. Um, other guys, Mussina was a big one. Anytime, like I mentioned, big free agents. So Mussina coming over, and actually one of the first big free agents the Yankees got in my lifetime was Jimmy Key. And he was important in that 96 yeah. run. So Key was a big one for me. Clemens um, and Cone, going back to that 95 game that's on TV again today. Uh, Cone, uh, another free agent. I don't know if they traded for him or if he was free agent. I can't remember. But Cone coming over, that filthy slider, and he's become a tremendous broadcaster and, and almost got those pitching coach shop. So, yeah, I mean, um, those, are the, those are the ones I, I was looking at. Yeah, I mean, Andy Pettit's my number one. If I had to go a number one, it's Andy Pettit. Um, yeah, same here. I, uh, Again, staying along those lines, uh, Boomer, just uh, a lefty. Yeah, I wore yeah. thir- I wore thirty three through like high That's school into college because I just I love Boomer. I just love his personality, yeah, uh, really. Sure. And obviously, you know, he was a pretty good pitcher. And then um, when he, and, and then beyond that, I mean, like I loved El Duque because he was a gamer oh, and because he had like oh, yeah. he had the weird kick. Like you actually mind like as a kid, I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like I would mix that in. Um, Clemens yeah. was great, you know, again, gamer. Uh, Messina never won a World Series, so never really yeah. did it for me. Um, I'm very much a front runner in that. Uh, in no, that's, and I get that. Messina, the one thing about Messina I always remember is I was a senior in college in, in 01, 01 and 02, so the end of the 01 season. And he was, you know, one out away from that perfect game against Boston. And I remember I was at a party at this girl's apartment obviously working my magic over there and we're playing uh beer pong and he 
he gives up the final out. Uh, he gives up the hit. I'm sorry to Carl Everett, and I flipped the beer pong table. I was so pissed. I'll always remember that, and uh, ended any chances I had with uh, with that girl. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I had some other guys. Andy Hawkins. I'm kidding. I don't care. Eric Plunk. I'm just kidding. These were all ridiculous pictures I saw the other day when I, I was bet looking. So much of my audience has no idea who those people are. I know. I thought about that, but like, you look these guys up. Andy Hawkins only got to throw a no hitter and lose. Um, <clears throat> no hitter for the Yankees and lost. Eric Plunk was just awful, tall lefty with glasses. Um, just these guys, and they're terrible. They have, these were the lean years, guys. These were the lean years. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, I think this. Hey, listen, if you're listening to this at home, or I mean, you're not commuting. Hopefully, you're not commuting. Stay home. No. You should very much be at home. Yeah, uh, hopefully, sure. this gave you a little Yankees to talk about. You can tweet at me at JJ from the Bronx. You can tweet at at George's Box Pod. Um. Uh, you can tweet at Steve underscore Frontera. Uh, so there's my last name there. in case you were wondering. Oh, I realized that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. No, that's, yeah. why I didn't, that's why I didn't care. You didn't say anything that'll cost you your job. No, and my uh, the owner of my company. Imaginally, there's someone at work who's just like, I'm a big Ruben Sierra fan. What the? Fuck? Yeah, yeah, that'd be fantastic. No, they're all they're all like I said, fake Astros fans. So, um, well, well, man, I appreciate it. This is no episode one of something Yankees. Just yeah, something to kill the time here. And and not that we need to go into it, but closer obviously is Rivera. We don't really need to talk. About yeah, it. I didn't even have that as like a thing. Yeah, to just, about it. he was pretty well, good. You know, that was pretty universal. But yeah, so I had that as well. So, but man, this was fun. Thanks a lot. Um, honestly, if anyone's listening, you want to do this, is great talking uh, back and forth about this stuff. And honestly. Uh, Listen and, and write in. Do whatever you got to do. Let's get a conversation going online, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.